Are you going through menopause or perimenopause? Mm. Let me tell you the struggle to find comfort in my body. Sometimes it, you know, I'm telling you, if you know what I'm talking about, and I know you do, then you have to try hormone harmony. Yes, you do. The struggle is real. And hormone harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon, y'all, for real. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of hormone harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Wow. Hormone harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life, okay? So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Mm. Mm -mm. No, no. Any woman with symptoms with hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like... Okay, can I just say hot flashes and night sweats? They are wrong. They're just wrong and evil. Yes, they are. And racing thoughts and and low moods. Let me tell you something. My mind is like a chattering monkey all night long. Feeling tired all the time. Poor sleep. Yes. And no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Okay. Okay. I know you do. (laughs) Okay. So hormone harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code FRANGELA at checkout. Mm-hmm. That's happymammoth.com and use the code FRANGELA for 15% off today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs. And we all want that, right? Mm-hmm. It's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet, including several superfoods that are vital to your dog's health. Badlands Ranch also sponsors the Jason D. Heigl Foundation, which has helped rescue thousands of dogs and place them in loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and experiencing amazing health benefits. That's right. My dogs love it. My little picky, picky dog, my boss dog, Twombly, is finally eating. And I've tried everything. I mean, I've tried prosciutto, people. (laughs) So go to badlandsranch.com slash Frangela and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to Badlands. That's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S, ranch.com slash Frangela today. Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji Alawode-Al. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. 
We are Frangeline. Welcome to. I am really proud. I am really honored. He's a jackass. Stop it. Get off it, Donald. Hey, what happened? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. You blow it. You idiot. Idiot of the week. Week, 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 week. This is where we delve into the stupid that you are so kind to send us. Ooh, you it is send us good. these stories. Oh, it's to good. idiot of the week, week, week at gmail.com and frangela08 at gmail.com. We thank you for writing. I'm telling you. And the stories this week are amazing. Let me tell you, we had to we had to go over and over which ones we would pull this week. It was a then, very hard calling. It was, it was very a hard, hard calling. But we're going to send our, our other favorites on over to uh, Micro Idiots. So if you don't hear your story here today and you know you sent a good one, go on over to Micro Idiots and listen there. Which it's funny you should bring that up. What what are micro idiots, Francis? Oh, micro idiots are these tasty little sound treats that Frangela provides hmm. to people who participate in their Patreon feed. You know, you go oh. to patreon.com, put in Frangela, and support this black woman-owned business. That's right. And so as out of gratitude, out of the kindness of their their beautiful brown hearts, they <laughs> Send you three micro idiots every week. Well, surely there must be hundreds of them now available if I were to become a Patreon today. Yeah, there's over 500, Angela. Oh my goodness, the bounty. <laughs> yes. And when I tell you, you are supporting us, you are supporting us. We cannot, there is a writer's strike. We cannot thank you enough. Enough. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, another way that you can get Frangela in your hands is go to Cameo.com and put in Frangela and we can give you a video, a happy birthday, a pick That's me right. up, something going on. You need some support? Get some Frangela in your pocket. Go to Cameo.com. Also, we want to thank you for listening to us on MSW Media and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Thank you. And every oh, Friday, what do every, we do every Friday in the third yeah. hour, uh, eight, eight to nine PST? We are on the Stephanie Miller show. Mm. And let me tell you, mm. it is the blackest hour, the, the blackest, blackest hour, hour, the blackest of, hour of radio. And and this is, the, I will say that this, the, the, the shows, it, the, sometimes the podcast doesn't line up with this, the week, you know what I'm saying? But I, and so this this may come late, but I need to say this. Whoever critiqued Stephanie, somebody somebody had a critique of Bonnie and Clyde's names, Francis, if you can believe this. That's a beautiful... Because they said in light of shootings in the country that that it, it somehow is aggrandizing of, of violence and they were offended by the use of Bonnie and Clyde, which I don't, I'm not even sure she named them. Me? I think that that was the name that they came with, which, um, but... No, I'm not kidding you. And I, I've been I've been holding it back because I want to talk about it when we're on Stephanie because we're recorded on a Thursday, so tomorrow we'll be on Stephanie. But I thought I'd put it here too for Mama. It'll be post that. But understand that that is some BS. <laughs> okay. You know what? If that is your level of outrage today, baby, mm -hmm. you're doing good. And, and can I tell you, if that's the thing you want on the to-do list, can I introduce you to some other issues just real quick? Like, I just feel like... <laughs> I mean, like, wow. It is so not that. And it is so just the name of these cute little dogs that somebody gave them. And Bonnie and Cl come on. And you know what? And here's the thing. I mean, um, like, 
Beyonce and Jay-Z have done a Bonnie and Clyde thing. Really what it means now today, the way that it gets used in current cultural usage is showing that people are connected in a partnership and they're thick as thieves. Yeah. That, that, that's just it. That's just yeah, about- I think we, it, it doesn't have this, it. yeah, of re, this sort of a connotation of random acts of, you know, horrific violence. No. Um, whether or not that's true of the people, Bonnie and Clyde. And it's not the same as, I knew a kid in high school whose middle name was Adolf. Right. That felt like a statement. Thank you. Thank like, you. and I understand that that may be a family name, but some things have to die. The names Bonnie and Clyde, they don't reach that. You have the right to, to have whatever feelings you have about something. Absolutely. But I, I just wanted us to be clear that we on team, team mama on a, this I'm is on team Bonnie and Clyde. That's what I'm saying, which is team mama. That's a ridiculous, that is a ridiculous critique. And, oh and I goodness. would invite you. To go so elsewhere. Silly. That's so silly. So silly. So it's important silly. that we call these things out, especially on Idiot of the Week. Oh, oh, oh. So let's get started. This is from Donnie J. Love you, Donnie. Man in ski mask accidentally shoots himself while running from cops. Okay. I'd like to start by saying that whenever you cause the harm to yourself, you are an automatic. You, you just get an automatic free ride to idiot to idiot of the week consideration. <laughs> you go into idiot town as far as I'm concerned. Right off the bat. 20 year old man was seen holding a gun and wearing a ski mask near a Washington, Michigan, Washington, Washington, Washington County. Yeah, it's in County. Michigan. School accidentally shot himself while running from, away from deputies. Okay. Okay. We have All a right. book we're writing called The Mindful Thief. <laughs> Okay. And it says that there's no bad, there's no bad thieves, just bad thieving. Just bad thieving. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, the only person that you, that you were hurting was you. Okay. Yeah. See, because I'm going to tell you, whatever you were doing, you weren't prepared. You weren't mindful. And this is the problem with props versus tools. <laughs> it is. There's, I think that you're, you did this, Francis did uh, from the Mindful Thief, did this wonderful weekend workshop on what is a prop, what is a tool. And I yes. learned a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it's very intensive, re but really thorough. And how something can sometimes be a tool and sometimes be a prop. It's just, yes. it's a very, you know, it's a tenuous, you know, line. That, but what I don't understand, so this 20 year old, he was seen holding a gun and wearing a ski mask near a Washtenaw County school, and he accidentally shot himself. The shooting happened uh, in the morning, so a light out, near a school, as they said. Um, the deputies were called to investigate a 20-year-old man wearing a ski mask and holding a gun. Now, it's kind of you to bring up the mindful thief in this, because at this point, we don't know why Where he's wearing uh, a ski mask and, and holding and, a gun. And, and, and you know what? You, you, you a gave a purpose chapter. to it. You gave <laughs> I was just about to, to say, it. your crime needs to be connected to a place. Okay? Not just in your mind. Okay? It needs to have a it focus. It needs to have a purpose and a focus. A focal, a focal point and a purpose. If, 
If your goal was to stand on a corner with a ski mask and a gun, okay, okay. achieved. But but you're that, not being a criminal, okay? No, well, this is like in Michigan. I don't think you can do that. We don't. Have, Michigan didn't. I don't live there anymore, obviously. But they it doesn't have an open carry, so you it, it would actually be illegal to do that. I believe there, even if you had a permit. So so what you're saying is is that the person was drawing attention to a crime that they were thinking about doing. Ski masks. Ski <laughs> masks outside of skiing condition. In the sunlight, Angela. Daytime. That alone, I'll be honest, and I, you know, I, I, I am straight up not a fan of the police. I will do that. I will call the police on a ski mask alone. I heard somebody shouting too loud on the street this morning. <laughs> like, doop, 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 doop. Hello. Something going on. Something going on. My name is da 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 da. This is my address. This is what I mm-mm. Not up in here. No. And I and so so this is automatically a problem. Okay. While I applaud the idea of cover of trying to hide one's identity, because it is the step that most thieves skip entirely. <laughs> you know what, touche. Touche. How many stories have we done on thieves robbing banks while for some reason also carrying their birth certificate and leaving it there? Or yes. using their own personal check to write the I'm robbing this bank note on the back of while writing an X on the other side in void. Like, yes. <laughs> yes, that is, yes, yes. And you know what, Angela? I appreciate you starting in the positive because where we end is in the abdomen with a fucking <laughs> bullet, okay? That's not, that's not positive. And what I'm going to tell you is I know, I know deep in my bones that this is not how this man, young man thought the, the rest of his day was going mm. to be spent. You don't think this was the plan? This was not the plan. And this is why I want to circle back to the mindful thief, <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. To be mindful in our, in our, in all of all of my choices. Let me this question. Let me this question, everyone. What am I doing right now? Why am I standing on this corner with a ski mask and a gun? Why? Why? Do other people know why? It's because because most crimes, if they if you're not breaking into some place that's closed, they may your crime may require the cooperation of others. Forced cooperation, but cooperation. This is the other thing, too, that I want to remind people <laughs> that once you put on that mask and once you have that gun in your hand, right. the crime right. has started. It started. It has it started. started. There is no, okay, no. <laughs> right. no. There's no, right. right. That right. You are in you crime. You scheduled it for 9.15. If it's 9.14 and you have the ski mask <laughs> on and the gun in your hand, it has started. It has started. We are in. We're in. Which means that there's no more time for prep. That's right. That's right. You have said, once you've done these two things, you have said, this is now in progress. Crime on. You notice how when you watch a football game, they never stop to have practice? Right. Right. That's, that's because the game has started. Okay. So, so deputies get there. When they arrive, they approach these this man who was apparently with somebody else who I guess wasn't wearing a ski mask. I don't know what that's about. I'm, I'm hoping that that person was saying, hey, boo, I really don't think you should be doing this. But in any case, they they approached them and uh, the 20 year old tried to pull out their his gun, mm -hmm. at which point he shot himself in the stomach. See, see, 
I'm going to say you don't have the skills. Okay, I, you're not Dirty Harry. You are not, this ain't power. No. This ain't, I don't know what movie you think you're the in. Departed. I don't know. <laughs> but what you can't do is whip that gun out of your waistband. Because <laughs> you know where it gets caught? On your tummy. Um. And this is the thing, this is gonna sound crazy, but I kind of understand what Tucker was saying now about feeling my lack of humanity. Doing idiot stories has really will be in a place. There was a time when somebody being shot in the abdomen wouldn't make me tick giggle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it still wouldn't make you giggle. This shit makes you giggle, and I'm yes. gonna tell you why. The very specific conditions of this particular abdomen shooting. Yes. This, this is stupid. Because every bit of this is self-inflicted. Also, I still don't know what you were doing. I still <laughs> don't know. You are bleeding out on the sidewalk and I have no idea. He doesn't know what he was doing. What is going on? Okay. What is going on? This is the thing. This person, if he he's already, this is the problem. Can this person get a scholarship to the Mindful Thief Workshop or are they past oh no, no like no, is no. this just like somebody you would consider we don't throw just... good money in after bad <laughs> <laughs> you know what let me say let me take that back because i'm gonna tell you something that's a classist criminal perspective okay is it? okay it is because education it's not reasonable to me i want you to know <laughs> i know i know it's really reasonable but honestly honestly education is for all and mindfulness is a skill and a tool that is available to everyone mm, but so few use it so few use it and so what i have done is created <laughs> A fund for you to send me two hundred dollars a book, and I will get this <laughs> to those who need it. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Next Perhaps up, we're like I. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you doing my work for me, bitch? You doing my work for me? This is this is why you know you're not a criminal. Oh, and let me tell you what happens at, dude. What happens at Saint Street Justice when you come <laughs> in, into emergency? Mm -mm. We're going. They shot himself in the stomach. No, take him right around back. You know better than that. Tell him to stick his finger in there. Blah, blah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And work work on his. It's answers because we're coming in with our questions. Yes. We do no triage till we get some answers. Okay. She got her clipboard, and I'm telling you, those pages look thick. Okay. okay. <laughs> she got Number like, one. like 10 pages. What was the actual crime? What was the goal? What? Right. Let's start there. Don't even start with your excuses. I want to know what you thought <laughs> you were doing. Okay. And then, no, 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 you get no blood, you don't get no bactine, you don't get nothing till we establish this. Okay, okay, I'm gonna tell you a story, and I hope my friend is not listening to this podcast. <laughs> I have a friend who just told me about running from the police, had a copter after him what? because, yes, be in, years ago, right? Mm -hmm. 
not while he's running, because that would definitely, they'd have to be an idiot if they called you to tell you, oh, I'm running from the police No, no, right no, 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 no. <laughs> and I was like, no, what? I was like, you fucking jackrabbited? And he was like, I don't know what came over me. I just was like, fuck it. And took them on a 20 minute ride. And I was like, oh my God, I know somebody who's stupid. So halfway through this story, I recognize the fact that I am in an idiot story. Oh, but he doesn't know it. Your but friend don't the know. idiot don't know. Mm -hmm. Because all I'm saying is, okay, the second you jackrabbit, the second you take them on a 20-minute, you know, chase, and they commit resources, you mm. are... See, we understand, you know, this is all we do all day every day is read stories about how you add charges right when if in the first place mm -hmm. you do what you supposed to do mm -hmm. and also here's the thing too now if you take them on a chase they kill you yeah see and i you know i'm especially fond of um it's one of the more lyrical chapters of the mindful thief. Yes. When you talk about cost benefit analysis, there you know, it is. and there it and is. I, I, I find that your use of, of the term, is it fucking worth it? Is so <laughs> that's an industry term. <laughs> Let me just break it down. What she's asking is, is it fucking worth it? Is it fucking worth it? And you know, it took every single iota of me to not go, week, 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 when I was <laughs> Okay, we have a friend who told us a story once, and I'm confident this person isn't listening. And it was a story about, this just made me think of it, about, his, about their child being hurt and having to be rushed to the hospital. Mm -hmm. They said the child fell off the bed and hit their, hit their, mouth or something on the side of the you know bed frame and it was blood there's blood everywhere and so of course we're we're oh my goodness what did you do and the friend was like well first i changed my shirt and we were like what? and we both we both did a physical hiccup and a physical <laughs> hiccup is when you lean a little forward your hands come up as if they they don't know whether or not to lunge at the person or clutch your own pearls but you kind of they kind of come up and you go and you lean forward like of course he's gonna say i'm kidding of course, you're going to say, oh, something else. But no, he said, you know, I had to change my shirt because, you know, I was going to be. We were like, mm. it makes you do the dog head tilt. What? I don't see. It's hard when you're in a story. And that is actually, I probably shouldn't. Oh, don't be mad at me for announcing, sort of soft announcing the sequel to The Mindful Thief, which yes. is being friends with the unmindful thief. <laughs> what to do? <laughs> How to, to survive it. How to survive it. It's a 12 step. Okay. It's, it's more of a support group that you've it started, which group. it's so important for the rest of the population mm -hmm. because there are some of these, these dummies we feel compelled to stay in relationship to. Maybe there are children. Well, you see what, as I had been in the midst of a stupid story, mm -hmm. see? And, That's and when that you needed is... that support of your circle of other people who know idiots. And, and I needed, let me tell you something. We have a tool set of skills yes. that we yes. sell at the Collier Halinsky Institute mm -hmm. to deal with the stupid. 
and and um there's it's in one of our crossover events um we have as you may or may not know there's a we actually offer at the shelton yugen institute legal services legally it's it's what it's called is legal like adjacent services legal like adjacent <laughs> services offer adjacent services <laughs> We Let offer me give you these adjacent services. We offer a, um, like adjacent services. We offer negotiating, <laughs> and we offer we offer a mediator to help you either end the relationship with a stupid person or mediate how it's going to go. If you you know, because here's the thing: in that story, there's a there's some other person with the ski mask and the gun. And we don't know who the other person is, but I have to assume that their that their silent cry for help is they need the support group and the supportage that comes from the Callier Helensky School, and they also need the Shelton Yugen Institute to mediate a break in that relationship. Well, the book, the book, okay, to this course is called "When I I Find an Idiot Amongst Us." <laughs> An hmm. idiot amongst us is a survivor's journey. A survivor's journey. And we have prompts for you to journal, okay? How no to survive an idiot, okay? Um, we have a whole section on how to not bust out <laughs> laughing. You know, it's really hard. It's a skill. Uh, but, you know, I would encourage everyone to avail themselves of these services. Write us at franchisezero.gmail.com so we can get you on the the waiting list. Because uh, early enrollment is the key to making these seminars. It really is. But it really I is. think that... that okay, and we're going we're gonna to start cru uh, Carnival Cruises soon. Because... You just, you know, just the, everything keeps selling out. You okay. Need, you know, we need a submersion. We need like an immersion environment. Exactly. We exactly. Really do. Okay. Let's, let's keep with the job we're doing right here, which is the service we're doing, which is idiot of the week. Here we go. This is from, I'm sure a boatload of people. Also K Kamala H, Karen W, Royce B and anybody else. Okay. Because I saw this on the news. I don't know if I can say it. You can't say it? Okay, I'll say it. <laughs> Tennessee hotel night manager charged after guests woke him up sucking his toes. So, sucking on his toes. I have, a I, have a number of, I have a number of comments. Okay, number one. As you know, I want to. I want to start with a positive. And you may be saying, but Angela, what positive could there possibly be when one wakes up in a hotel with the hotel manager sucking your toes? <laughs> you know, Wait. I'm all about grat having gratitude where you can find it. Well, you okay? can find it. I heard a podcast. <laughs> and this person was telling a story mm. of something that had happened to them. What happened? They were on a trip. They, them and their partner, they used to like to take these trips where they, they drive someplace really remote and just learn about the town. Mm -hmm. right so and this sounds like fun little adventures right so one time they drove out to some small little town and there it was sort of on the map as like it was going to be like you know like mini holland you know what right, i mean but in, right. you know in the in the sort of central part of california somehow um but they were there in an off time and off season. So m many of the things, most of the city was kind of closed, but they were like, they still had a good time. And, but they were some of the only people in this, I think they were the, maybe even the only people in this uh, bed and breakfast kind of hotel that they were in. So 
they go, they have this trip, whatever. It's kind of fun, fine. They go home. And then back in the days of, if you remember having actual cameras and taking photos with actual film, there was this thing called actual film. Mm -hmm. And you had to take it someplace for them to develop it. And usually that was a little sad, sorry hut in the middle of a parking lot of a shopping center. Sometimes the grocery store, some other places had photo counters, you know, the drugstore. But so, and it's months later, months, mm -hmm. months, maybe even a year later when they're like, oh, they find this drawer and they find some old film that hasn't been developed. Mm -hmm. So they take it and get developed. And so they're going through the pictures and they're like, oh my gosh, I remember this was a trip to, we went to the mini Holland, remember? Mm -hmm. Oh, that was fun. And then as they're turning through the pictures, they happen upon a picture of them both asleep in their bed. Shut the fuck up. Now see, that is exactly the right reaction. <laughs> That is not where I want this story to go. You think, you think Ooh. I'm about to, it's some little shit, whatever. Tell me Ooh. how fucking freaked out you the fuck no. would be. No, no. How okay. freaked out the fuck would you be? So I tell you this story to say, to wake up finding the crime being perpetrated on you is maybe a little bit of a gift. <laughs> okay. No. a picture of your toes being sucked and then you have to deal with that then you gotta deal with that and that's that's a different dealing and also it's way past the time they tried calling they yes. tried to figure out because it's clearly somebody that keys to the room and i think the place was even closed like they just had to live with the horror of this person who did this who knows who they are and had the access to their actual address yeah yeah <laughs> okay yeah look how pretty you look when you sleep <laughs> Girl, no. and I'm gonna tell you something. I this is this is I think, and this may not be true. It may not be a black thing. I feel like when I tell black people this story, they instantly are there. But white people have this little hiccup. Really? Yeah, because they their minds don't want to believe <laughs> that that's the answers. They go, so how did they take? Did they set the camera up before that? Because their minds really don't want to go there. And I think because of our experience of horror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. We, go to we know what horror looks like. <laughs> this is why we're not in horror films that much because we would survive. Like That's we just right. wouldn't <laughs> we wouldn't go there. And it's not it's it's just about our experience with the world, maybe history, maybe learned terror, or, you know, historical generational terror. I, I don't know, but the point is it is one of those things where the minute I tell them they go and the other my wife friends be like, "Hmm. Wait, mm -hmm. oh, wait. Are you saying, and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. So when this man um, in Tennessee, again, I, I don't know what's going on in Tennessee, but it is very, very bad. And it's yeah, sort of like Florida weird. and Arkansas had a baby. Yeah. And they made it, made Tennessee. So a South Avenue, South Hilton hotel guest woke up to a hotel night manager sucking on his toes. No. Can we talk about the Hilton for a minute? Okay, yeah. That shit ain't supposed to happen at the Hilton. No, that is not. That is so a... Uh, a Cono Lodge. A Cono Lodge. A Cono Lodge. I think Drury. Drury. I do. You know what? I respect the Drury much more than that. Well, they have That's to kick a family-owned business. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's family-owned business. But like freaky Uncle Fester, you know what I'm saying? Like freaky okay. Uncle somebody. Okay, that that can happen. 
Yes, yes. He is on staff in a weird way. It's the only way he can keep his benefits. It's the only way he can keep his benefits. But they don't hire like that, okay? No, it's a family member. It's a family member. Okay, you're right. Let me tell you something. Night manager, 52-year-old David Neal was arrested. Yeah, he was. As fuck. Okay, let me say something, okay? I understand compulsion. Right. I understand that. Needs, wants, desires that are, that are obsessive. I understand obsession. Oh, absolutely. I understand torture. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, somebody come in and check in and show job. This is the thing my child says. I, I go, you like anybody at school? She goes, girl, I don't shit where I eat. <laughs> Thank you. That's absolutely, that's an excellent starting point. Bef- without any judgment. <laughs> also. I don't shit. First of all, mindful soul sucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mindful freak is a very it's a small chapter, but important in <laughs> mindful one. freak. I'm <laughs> telling you. You're mindful kink. Look, look. I am not judging your toe sucking thing. No. Okay? No. Because because I'ma say, I'ma say, and I'ma say it like this. Oh, please don't reveal this anything. This ain't <laughs> the first <laughs> This ain't the first time David Neal did this. No, it's okay. not. All right? No, it's not. But this is the first time he got called. You don't go from never doing it to breaking into somebody's room and doing it. Like, there's steps in between. This ain't the first time he went in somebody's room and sucked their toes. No, it isn't. This is a person he thought would be receptive. Mm. And I, yeah. Because I'm going to tell you something. I think Angela. you're right. Ain't nobody ever had their toe sucked and not woke up. Okay. It, it seems unlikely. Um, and I think that the, 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 that for me, this is the problem. And then we get to the issue, you know, I think very quickly of consent yes. and how consent can be, you got the feeling. Right. That's not consent. And I guarantee, I agree with you, Francis, that this has happened before. And those other people, there was some kind of wink and a nod. But if you, you really do need to get the actual consent. <laughs> Especially around the person's toes. Okay. Yeah, it just, okay. And, and entering their room. If you can't knock on the door, why are you doing it? That's the first. I mean, that's a really big key. If yeah. you're climbing in through a window, it's probably not okay. If you're <laughs> like, like, it's just, these are, these are hints. But also, I think that there is a level of crazy here yeah. that, that supersedes kink, okay? Mm-hmm. Because David, 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 David. <laughs> People should be able to go to sleep. Okay? I'm telling you. And, and I'm starting to be scared in my sleep, and that's not okay. Well, and you're right, Angela, because what you're talking about is when you go to, especially a the Hilton. We both we both go the Hilton. Because I could have stayed at the Econo Lodge or the Red Roof, the Red Roof fuckery or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I could have stayed. And had a non-toe sucking <laughs> event. That's right. And also, I have a personal problem with any kink that can be satisfied very easily, legally. And look, I don't even know if you have to do more than walk. Frankly, I think you could be able to walk into a certain level of bar and go, 
Does anybody here want their toes sucked? And like, as long yeah. as you're too picky, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but you, you really, you know, if this is a kink that can get serviced, you really do have to do that. Or you yeah, have to give up the kink. That's right. That's right. It is not, you, we don't, th- I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. We could c- c- casually locked eyes across the bar mm-hmm. or gave me my key mm-hmm. or what have you, but that is not a, a fucking invitation. That's not consent, boo. That's not consent. It's not, it's not even, a, it's not consent. It's not even an invitation. You really do need, and I would recommend giving them a form to sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this doesn't come back later and fuck you up in your job. But there's no, the mindful kink is something we, you know, maybe we need to release it. it, it it's been a subchapter, but I really feel like maybe it deserves a larger, we'll just have to think about that. We'll be right back. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun because you deserve the truth. Welcome back. Okay. This next idiot comes to us from Travis Bone and David B. We thank you both. This is a journey. Get ready. Yeah. Woman who wrote grief book for kids after husband's death don't laugh because then you make me laugh is charged with his murder <laughs> so wrong okay okay it's so okay, wrong okay you know what it's a it's really sad somebody died okay it's really sad and it's not his fault he wasn't well well okay uh, it's not his fault i have to stop sort of saying he's not an idiot no, he's not the idiot. I do have to stop short. Well, I think he might try to sort of be. Not that you deserve this this treatment from the idiocy, but look, uh, you'll see, Francis. So this is um, a Utah woman who wrote a book for children about grief in the wake <laughs> of her husband's death has been charged with his murder. You mean the death that she caused? I'm sorry. She, she, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She monetized but, her murder. She monetized her murder. She, oh my God. Oh my God. You mean the murder that she made? What she murdered her? That's right. When she murdered her husband, her children's father, she looked at them and realized, oh, they need some, some grief <laughs> support. They need some support. Oh, I did something. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a good, I'm a better mother than I'm this. A really I'm, good... I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> That's going to comfort the children. Killed their daddy. <laughs> That's going to comfort the children. Instead of their father. Let me tell you about, and I never thought I'd say this sentence. Sometimes we have too much faith in literature. <laughs> Sometimes. Ooh. Remember, did your mom or dad ever hand you a book to teach you something? Oh, you know every, I mean? every fucking day. Did they <laughs> ever? 
you know, like the importance of this, the importance of that. Would I ever tell you that I had, I grew up with a honest to God student's desk in my room? No. Yeah. I mean, I knew about the flashcards as gifts, which was really fucked up, but I didn't, you yeah. had an old school desk? I had an old school desk for, till I was about eight. Well, I mean, you were, you could still use it size-wise. Well, I could, yeah. but yeah, till I was eight when we moved, uh, okay. but I did my homework and everything. I sat right there and I did it da, 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 and all the other work. Yeah. Had a fucking mm. desk. Yeah, sometimes we ask it too much of literature is what I have to say. <laughs> um, Corey Darden Richards, 33, who is the mother of three, she's been arrested for allegedly poisoning her husband. She's been charged with first degree aggravated murder and three counts of second degree possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute. And by distribute, they mean into her husband <laughs> to kill him. <laughs> Corey said, it's the story she told. Okay, husband. It's the story she told. She said, I woke up, you know, around 3 a.m. and came back to, to her in her husband's bedroom and she found Eric. She touched him and he was cold to the touch. Oh my God. That's right. So she called 911. That was good. Uh, she also told police that she'd left her cell phone in the bedroom with her husband, but phone records show she used it multiple times while she was in her child's room. See, I'm going to tell you about your fucking media addiction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, they can ping. You you think that the ping is just coming like at your address. No, have you ever, if you have the Sling app, this happens with Sling a lot. It will tell you what TV. That's right. It, like it knows the location of your TV. So it's like, oh, that's your living room TV. Oh, you're in a bedroom TV. You're mm. in the mass. I think it even may have said master bedroom TV. I was like, <gasps> so she told police that she'd gone, uh, told police that she'd made her husband, Eric, uh, a mixed vodka drink to celebrate his sale of a home for her business. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that sweet? She then says she went into one of her children's rooms to sleep after the child had a nightmare. What a good mother. Perhaps about his father being murdered. <laughs> shh, shh, baby, go back to sleep. You didn't see mama murder daddy. I will write a book about it. It's going to be all right. Oh my God, why is this story getting us like this? Oh, fucking serious. All right, so an autopsy found that he had died from an overdose of fentanyl. Okay, that was five times the lethal dosage. All right, I got two notes here. Five Number times. one, when you are under a certain age, if you, I'm literally almost, like you can be almost 50. Um, But, but I know for sure if you're over 65 and you die, Unless it's really suspicious looking, like a knife in your back. Yeah. They, they may not do an autopsy if there's yeah. a general sort of explanation. Yeah. And if you're, because whether or not, of course, I think that's way too young to be passing, but they may not do one, particularly since COVID, right? I know that's been the case. But when you're that young, when you're in your 30s, early 30s, and you, just die in the middle of the night, they're going to do an aut autopsy because they need to understand what killed you. It could be something that could kill everybody else, right? So they, uh, so that was the first, the first thing that I, I, I say that that was what we call in the preparation uh, for this crime. Yes. That you should be aware of, okay? <laughs> and yeah. then um, also, I think, I think it's really overkill to, to use the wrong word. <laughs> overkill to 
to use five times the legal dosage. Yes. Okay. I think if you were trying to establish that he was taking fentanyl, so you should have done a few, had a few other incidents. Right. Uh, you know, and then, but five times is a problem. This is what we talk about in The Mindful Thief. Are you rushing the process? Okay. <laughs> rushing the process, consequences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And are you yeah. ready to pay these consequences? Because here's the thing, what happened, okay? When the police searched the wife's phone and computers, they found multiple com <sighs> communications between her and an unnamed acquaintance, which, when, and, they, and it's in quotations, which says, this person is participating with the police. They're cooperating. Yeah. Right. Police said they later found that she allegedly requested, quote, prescription pain medication for an investor between December 2021 and February 2022. She told this acquaintance to leave the pills at a house a defendant was flipping in Utah. The acquaintance left the pills at the house and then the defendant left the cash for them. So she she said, you know, give me some pills, right? Because a client of mine has pain. And rather than go through the old tire, go to the doctor, get a prescription, brouhaha, I thought it'd be a <laughs> lot easier to just do an illegal drug sale. Right. Okay. Because I want to flip this house and I want to keep him happy. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Let's just do this illegal drugs. Yeah. Can we just do this illegal drug thing? Right. Which I've never seen on any other house flipping show, the use of fentanyl. No, I haven't either. In February 2022, the couple had a valent. This she did this on Valentine's well, okay, Day. This is this is the thing. This is yeah. Go ahead and read it because this is where this is where the the husband. I'm why I cannot absolve the husband completely. I know. The couple had a Valentine's Day dinner in which Eric became quote very ill. A probable cause statement found that, quote, Eric believed that he had been poisoned. He had been able to articulate that he had been poisoned. Eric told a friend that he thought his wife was trying to poison him, end quote. The acquaintance told police that she later said her investor wanted, quote, something stronger and asked for some, quote, some of the Michael Jackson stuff, specifically fentanyl. So what happened with Corey? Corey, Valentine's Day, quite clearly tried to poison her husband then. Yes. He suspected she had poisoned him. Now, and it didn't work. So then she had to go back and ask for stronger stuff, which is when she ended up with the fentanyl. Okay, Francis, and I know I'm not married, but I feel like if you think that your spouse is trying to kill you and is actively poisoning you, do you ever let them make you a drink? You never open <laughs> your mouth again in front of those people. Unless... And I, I, I should tell people what to do in their relationship, but I consider this grounds for divorce or at the very least a meaningful separation. <laughs> or bitch, you fucking taste it first. <laughs> I mean, would you ever let this home make you a cocktail? Because <laughs> you know why, Angela? You stupid. I don't want to tell victims how to victim, but I am <laughs> saying that this is the thing that makes me go, if she tried, why are you with her? 
what are you doing? So after his death, when she finally got the right dosage, the Michael Jackson stuff and killed him, that's when she wrote the book. And this is hard for me to say. <laughs> the title, so get ready. This is the title. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The title of the book is Are You With Me? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> oh the, my stated, God. the stated intention of creating, quote, peace and comfort for children who have lost a loved one is to reassure children that although your loved one is not present, their presence always exists as they walk through life with you as if they were here and not murdered by your other loved one. Yes. And, and yes, and not only has she done a service, it's it's my mother's thing. If you dig, if you dig a hole for one person, dig two. And what she did was not only rob these children of one parent, mm -hmm. she robbed them of both. No, I'm sure she's coming out with that grief book. <laughs> I Are mean, you with me here in jail? <laughs> exactly. When that wasn't, you know, it's like, if you don't like your husband, I understand that life is fucking messy. It's messy. But what we have got to start, you know what? I think I'm going to do some emotional work with my criminals. Okay? <laughs> do, some, do some emotional work. Some deep emotional work and teaching them how to walk and work through their feelings. Because yeah, that is, is what the problem is in America yeah, right now. somebody not managing their feelings at all. And on multiple occasions. Yes. Well, and they don't understand them. And this is the thing, this is very first degree. This is, is there something more than first degree? Is there like really, really first degree, <laughs> like 0.5 degree? I like know. something before one, because seriously, you tried another time and failed and then went back for stronger shit. And that to me may, is the, the real stupid here because you've already failed once at this. Yeah. And the idea that you should, you could kill your children's father and then write a book to deal with their pain is really like it's a deep. really deep level of, like crunk and crazy yeah well you know what it lets this per lets us know how this person is just so singularly selfish and self-focused i mean so self-focused that they don't mind taking their kid's parent away okay all right all right mm -hmm. all right mm -hmm. next up this is from travis bone this was a good one too Retired hedge funder turned mental health advocate has a breakdown over airline menu, storms the cockpit. Okay. The outbreak of unruly passengers on flights continues with a recent incident in which a passenger tried to take over the plane due to complaints over what, Angela? The, the menu. Which I believe strains the, the definition of the word menu. And, and for me, it says you need to manage your fast food expectations. It's and, and this is the thing. And Mama did it on her show. You need to manage your 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 air 
plane expectations. Absolutely. Big time. Big time. Absolutely. And let me be clear. First of all, this is American Airlines, which is egregious. To me, that is what makes it even a bigger charge because this is not Spirit. This is not Frontier. This is not even Southwest. Yes. This is American. Were people supposed to have a better behavior also? But I do, in the favor of this person, I object to the characterization of their activities as trying to storm the cockpit because I do not believe this person was trying to take over the, the takeover. They weren't actually trying to take over. They felt that their complaint about the menu should be given to the captain. <laughs> now, you're not on a yacht. This person is from the UK. So I don't know how they do exactly. I've been there a little bit, but I don't know. So apparently Robert David Croizat alleged that on a flight from Barbados to South Florida, the UK citizen became so irate over the flight attendant service, he demanded to speak to the captain of the aircraft. Okay, apparently he had complaints from the moment they left. Um, and for over two hours, caused a disturbance by getting out of the assigned seat and approaching the flight attendant. He told the flight attendant that they had been shitty to him, that they should have addressed him better when giving him choices for his meal. I'd like to stop there. Stop the fuck. Hold up. Beep, 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 beep. Back that shit up. Okay. What did you want? You got choices. First of all, you got choices. If you've been on a plane recently and you're not in the magic first seven to 10 rows, there ain't no food by that time they get back to you. So the fact that you at the level where there are choices, you are already in an elevated, almost you're in Elysium. You know yes, you are. Cause, cause I'm going to tell you what I expect on a flight. Hopefully some Pringles and one of those Mr. T's spicy drink, Maybe. Uh, Maybe. tomato drinks. Maybe. Maybe that's a great flight, but that's, that's, that's a dream deferred many times. It may not happen, but this per personally, um, he did not like the way the flight attendant told him about his choices. And so he, he, uh, he said he was shouting, at the, apparently he was shouting at the crew member and he is a, Crozier, it is admitted to having two drinks, which takes us back to the the one singular rule of idiocy in booze. Nobody ever has more than two drinks. That's right. And he says he admitted to having two drinks during the flights. That, that doesn't admit to the drinks he had before the flights. Oh, the two he had before? Because let me tell you something. And the that, pill that he took. Thank you. That this kind of behavior has never been soaked in less than six to 10 drinks. And mixed with something. And there's some of the, some some Adderall, some kind of sleep medication, something. He um, refused to sit down after several attempts, instead demanding to speak to the person flying the plane. He touched the flight attendant, which told her, which, which prompted her to say, do not touch me. So he then shoved her twice, which of course, all of these things are assault. Uh, he continued to persist in being belligerent and noncompliant, but that's when a flight attendant called the captain to make him aware of the situation. Um, another flight attendant, the flight attendant too, who was guarding the door, refused to comply with repeated requests to, he refused to reply with a repeated request to return to his seat, and he then pinned the flight attendant against the cockpit door. Uh, at which point, finally, a member of the, uh, uh, fl somebody flying, another passenger, picked him up physically and no. put him in his seat. Right. They, they said, have a seat. And he took that seat, it seems like, and stayed there the entire, the rest of the, of the flight. Complaining, but in his seat. 
Yes, okay. And the flight attendants had to position the serving cart in front of the door to block the cockpit door. This is my problem. Whatever chemistry experiment you did inside mm -hmm. your body overflowed up through your head and out your mouth and your behavior. But then this is the problem with this man. This is a deeper problem than even that imbibing because yeah. you would think he would have sobered up. He, so he gets arrested. He was here, there, going there to visit his son. His son ends up having to bail him out of jail. And they tell him, as they are wont to do, the authorities, that you can't leave the country until you've had been arraigned, until this has happened. Well, so he has been, so he was staying in an Airbnb. So he somehow has gotten the impression that he gets to complain. Yeah. I don't know what is this going to take. You've been body slammed into a seat and arrested, and you still think you get to complain. He was complaining that the cost of renting Airbnbs while he was waiting for his case was financially burdensome. Well, you created um, that burden. Thank you. And he was asking asking to be allowed to return home to, and of course, temporarily, and of course, that request was denied. Uh, he then went on to get upset about when this story got written up, I guess he, he tweeted about it and he started to complain that a reporter didn't like his tweet. This is a person who's really having some, a real mental breakdown over where they get attention and where they don't. And also um, the thing that really does it for you. And I, we haven't been back to it since the title is that apparently uh, he is a link to a corporation. He founded <laughs> God, I can't know if I can say it. He founded Mental Wellness Barbados. It's a hashtag mental health charity in Barbados that had previously lacking uh, much needed. Uh, so he founded it and it's a charity to um, help people who are having mental health problems. Does he understand that he needs these services? I do not think so. He needs these tools? Uh, you know, it is so interesting to me how close someone can be to the cure and not see it. Yeah. That, like, you can literally be there right on top of the cure. Right on top of it and not see that you're the sick one, boo. I know. I know. It makes me so upset because at the end of the day, he he just, you know. Being a flight attendant isn't supposed to be like this. And what I, my question is... Is this mental health or is this social health? Is this, mm -hmm. I believe that I have status. I'm not right-sized in my experience on right. fucking American Airlines and that I expect services. A bespoke I airline experience. <laughs> culturally, mm -hmm. that I am not being serviced with. You know, Francis. Yes. I, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm, I guess I should announce it. At the Shelton Newgan Institute. We we have um, a new course mm. called Right Sizing You. Mm. Are you a big enough bitch to pull this off? <laughs> and it's it's it, it's a, we it's a crossover discipline, but it it's it's you know this problem with expectations, okay, and needs and wants and where they meet, where they don't, is huge. And let me tell you, you don't get to talk to the the captain. First of all, has nothing to hell to do with the food. No. Also, I question the logic of having the person who's currently flying you stop doing that to talk to you. Right. That because seems like it's not in your interest. 
but, but they want to treat it like I'm telling you, it, it sounds like somebody who spent too much time on a yacht. They want to go and be like, call the captain out on deck. Have mm-hmm. a conversation about your experience. This ain't that. That's not how that works, but that's called Yelp and the customer complaint line. Also, what I need people to really understand about flight attendants, flight attendants' first job is safety. Mm-hmm. You, They are kind enough because the airline wants to make money to sell you things and treats up and down the aisles, but they want to treat flight attendants and that that is also about a level of this is a car hop yeah you mean nothing you 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 there's no respect for your job there's no respect for you i have a higher status here Mm -hmm. and we especially after covid i think we all have to re-look at how we enumerate and value jobs. Yeah, I have to say, Dana Goldberg said it today when they were talking about this on, on Stephanie Miller, that y'all gonna fuck up so none of us can have a drink on a That's plane. That's right. That's right. They're about That's to get right. rid of that. And, and as it is, I'm already, I, taking off my shoes was really shitty because of, of one person, one asshole. But you all, there's, there's too many of these incidents. And I know somewhere in some office, somebody is doing the cost benefit analysis of selling liquor on planes. They are doing, right. And when the, when you hit the Peter principle of that bullshit, we ain't getting another cocktail. That's right. So act right. Let's review. Man in ski mask accidentally shoots himself while running from cops. That's right. Then we have the Texas night manager sucking on people's toes. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Then we had the woman who wrote the grief book for kids after husband's death is charged with his murder. And then we have the uh, hedge fund turned mental health advocate breakdown over the airline menu. Who's the biggest idiot? This is hard for me. I, you know, there's, I, I'm always tempted, you know, shooting yourself in the stomach. Very strong. Uh, contenders. Toe sucking is disturbing. Um, husband's death. I, I think it's always a mistake to, to address your own crime artistically, mm-hmm. um, when you're trying to get away with it. But I, I, for me, it, the, it's the, it's the breakdown because the problem is the breakdown over. The airline menu shows a complete lack of understanding that there is no airline menu. There is is shit they got and shit they may not have. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And that that their service, this is not a restaurant. This is not a place that that is a part of. It's not a part of what they're actually promising you to do. They just started doing it for for financial reasons and keep people not bringing shit on reasons. But the reality is you do not have a right to this. And if had this man stopped at this activity and just been drawn, but not continued to complain throughout the process about having to, to show up to answer for this crime, that it was just burdensome to him. When are you going to get the message that you're not in charge and don't nobody give a fuck? And so I got to disagree. I'm going to go with the Tennessee hotel night manager Mm. charged after a guest woke up to him sucking on his toes. Because I'm going to tell you something, Angela. We all need boundaries in our lives, okay? We need boundaries. And if your boundary is, is that I don't suck toes from 12 to from midnight to five, then that has to be. You need this Mm. job and he needs his sleep. 
I think it, I think it's always, as we said before, fair to say, if this is okay for me to do, why am I sneaking? Oh shit! Ask yourself, it's okay to stop mid sneak and question what the sneaking's about. You know, for instance, there was a time in this country. There was a time, Angela. There was a time in this country that if you murdered your children's daddy, yes, okay, your husband. You wanted to get away with that. Right, 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 right. Okay. So you didn't have text communications mm. where you're clearly setting up getting the murder weapon. You didn't screw it up once and some make it clear to him that that was indeed what you were trying to do. And you sure as hell didn't sit down and try to monetize your crime by writing a book before you've gotten away with it. Ooh. <laughs> and so that was a time in this country. There was a time in this country that if you put on the ski mask and had the gun in your hand, crime was in session. Bam! We in the crime. All right. We in the crime. There wasn't no easing into the crime. Maybe no. the crime start 20 minutes from now, 30 no. minutes from now, when I feel like it. No, you're it, it has started. Tick, 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 tick. The crime has started. You are on the crime clock. The crime <laughs> clock is on. Okay, you have punched in. You are mid-crime. Your focus needs to be the crime. I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela B. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to Idiot of the Week. Week, 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 week. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth.